Every episode of The Angry Chicken is made possible by our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash tack. For more of Jocelyn's content, check out jossplays.com. And if you can't get enough of Ridiculous Hat, follow him over on Twitter at Ridiculous Hat. The Angry Chicken is a production of A-Move TV. Time's up. Let's do this. You smell like a lepidome! I knew it! So hot! A podcast about Hearthstone and Battlegrounds. This is The Angry Chicken! And welcome to the Angry Chicken. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joined as always by my co-host, Ridiculous Hat. And just hat before you say hi, I don't want to forget this. Hearing Broad's voice in the intro, it was so good to see them win mobile game of the year for Snap. I promise I won't talk any more Snap through the rest of the Angry Chicken. I just wanted to say Broad winning awards, games, heart. <laughs> Did you see his suit? Oh man, he's so wonderful. <laughs> he's so it it's his brand is extremely consistent and yeah, well-deserved. I mean, that whole team, like they have done a lot of really good work. It's on my list for the gamers in for my top 11 Ooh. games because I don't follow rules. Um, <laughs> it, it's favorite card game that was not Hearthstone was Marvel Snap. Yeah, they had a, a really excellent year and I think it's a really fun game. So I was really glad to see them kind of uh, be recognized and everything else. So that's enough about Snap because we do have a ton to talk about about Hearthstone. But uh, before we get into that, did want to say uh, thank you to our patrons over at patreon.com slash TAC. You too can become a TAC patron by going over to that site. Becoming a patron gives you access to our TAC Discord server. So again, if you would like to support me, if you'd like to support Hat, head on over to patreon.com slash TAC. That brings us to this week's Hearthstone news. Good news, everyone! I didn't even know this was happening, but Wintervale is back. I just logged in one day, and then all of a sudden the store had a little, like, exclamation mark, because for some reason my, like, stuff happens in my game before the pop-ups when I open my game. (laughs) So it was like I went into my store, and it was like, hey, have 10 free packs, and I was like, Yes, please. And then the next time I logged in, it was like, Wintervale was here. Claim your packs. And I was like, I already did that. But also, thanks for the reminder. <laughs> so, yeah, Wintervale is here. And there's there's free packs in the store for everyone. Yep. And they put an article up about it that you have to go into the store and claim the packs. Also, none of them are Lich King packs. There are six sets in standard. It's the other five. Because they want you to buy the new packs, but they'll give you a couple of the old ones. It's specifically a couple of all five sets. This is, you know, it's nice. I mean, it's 10 free packs if nothing else is free dust. So, I mean, and it's free. So, thank you. <laughs> you should you should go get the free stuff. Yes. Thank you, Blizzard, for the free stuff. I like the free stuff. Thank you for that. More free stuff, please. Like uh, Battle Bash freebie hammers. Those are free, too. At least the first one. Yes. That's how they get you. Um, but it's... <laughs> That yeah. is how they get you. Oh, my God. I swung my free hammer and I was like, well, that was the worst option. Guess I'm buying this now. <laughs> it's so it is the same $10 price, 10 US dollars for 
it's you need seven top fours in the three weeks that this is around. Because um, you get a freebie. When you buy it, they give you two more. And then you got to play a bunch of Battlegrounds. I mean, like, you don't have to. You get to. But you have to. Um, and then you get you get the various rewards. And there's a bunch of cool stuff in here. I think if you are a person that likes cosmetics and likes Battlegrounds, which, you know, I mean, you kind of have to like those things to buy a Battlegrounds cosmetic bundle. Um, if you if you find the cosmetics valuable, this is a good deal any way you slice it. Just because the amount of stuff they give you, it's kind of like, um, I think this is actually appropriate for Winterfell because this is totally an advent calendar sort of thing. Because like if you it top kind of four, is, yeah. <laughs> if you top four, like like you know, every so often, as it gets hard. Um, the the last one, I definitely played a ton of BGs the past couple of days because the last couple of days of them, because otherwise I was going to miss it because I kept getting fifths and it was really oh, unpleasant. No. <laughs> but I I got there, I got there. Um, but it's it's ten dollars for like a bartender and a legendary board and a bunch of other stuff. If you get it all, it's worth more than ten dollars in individual things you'd buy from the store. So. You just have to want a bunch of cosmetics. And I mean, like, I am a sucker for anything that's like holiday, snow, Christmas themed in any like so Wintervale is is WoW's Christmas holiday. And uh, yeah, like I just there's so many games that do holiday things now and, and Christmas is a big one of them. So I just I'm such a sucker for everything around Christmas is just so bright and sparkly and covered in snow which makes me want to be all warm and cozy and it just like is happy feelings so when i get cosmetics that reflect that i just love it so yeah i definitely (laughs) went in on the battle bash too even though i am playing a ton of standard right now just because i was like i can't i can't let this go and not purchase it so you got me blizzard gg um but yeah, we also got some uh, tavern brawls there. I don't think there's anything new this year. They're all repeats from previous years. I think so. I think so. They like <laughs> the so there's the the present one I know we've had many, many times and it's kind of a nice tradition. The gift exchanges every year they've done the gift exchange for as long as yep. I can remember tavern brawls being around. Wacky waxy. Yeah, we've definitely had this before. I can't remember how long we've had this one. I feel like it is slightly less. But still, it's been multiple years, right? Yeah. Uh, And then so in addition to the Tavern Brawls, we're also getting an event. So remember, because I didn't remember, uh, the events are the the new flashy thing where so right now we are currently in the March of the Lich King event. So it's uh, when you look at your journal, it's got like that um, fancy wax stamp on it. Um, so that event, the Lich King event, will end on the 21st of December. And at that time, we're going to get the Winter Vale event that's going to replace that. So there's like a little mini battle pass there with like five things you can earn. And then there's some daily quests in there. So uh, don't forget to, first of all, finish off your Lich King before this time next week. And then also um, get in there for your Winter Vale rewards. So um, I'm almost done my Lich King events, but I've been re- <laughs> I've been re-rolling all my DK quests because... Oh. We're probably going to talk about it uh, later on, but uh, I haven't been playing very much DK, <laughs> so I've been re-rolling my quest to get it the like play two games kind of thing in order to finish off that uh, that event. But yeah, we're getting a new event on the 21st. Yeah, it's the Lich King call and the 20th or the 21st. I don't know. I think that mine said like four days left, maybe that's not enough days, six days left. 
One, well, two, three, four, five, six. Six days left is the twentieth. Yeah, six days okay. left. <laughs> so, if I recall, they usually like there's a down day between the two usually. Um, and I have some. Have crack we had back to back events yet? I don't think so. I thought the Halloween one ended way before we got the Lich King one. Yeah, I don't think we've had back to. I mean, the event system has been in place for like two patches. It's, I was gonna say like two events. <laughs> we got it for the we got it for the pre patch for for this expansion, right? Right. And had one event, and then didn't, and then had this event. Yeah, this is the third event ever. So it, yeah, we'll so find. We don't out. really know what the rules are. <laughs> it's just finish it by two by like by Monday if you want to get everything. Lunch King event. I will say the events. I have done maybe half of the quests in them. They're pretty easy to finish if you log in every day. Like it just yeah, I've happens. noticed that too. Even by ignoring DK related quests, I've because you get currency for playing everything. So like even like Battlegrounds was giving me currency. Um, my regular Hearthstone games on ladder were giving me currency. So like you get it for just kind of showing up and interacting with the game as you should. So yeah, I think that and I, like I say currency, it's little blue event gems. Yeah. <laughs> like they're not they're kind of the same as xp on the other ones but i get they're they're very quickly running out of like icons and words for the stuff that you earn in game (laughs) it should just be a little scroll um like it's because it's just experience is all it is these are these are just fancy legendary quests but i like the system they're easier to finish and i know what i'm getting and the menu looks nice so yeah I think it, they've done a really good job um, kind of bringing events into the game. And I, I like what they've done there. So new Intervale one coming. Uh, like uh, Hat said, there's a blog post where you guys can go and see what the rewards are going to be. It's a couple of packs. It's a couple of uh, heroes. And uh, yeah, they're, they're, of course, Winter Vale-y themed. Uh, we also got a couple of nerfs. Uh, it came in patch 25.0.3. It was a data-only patch, so nothing to download, right? <laughs> well, you you download when you or wait, open you the app. you did download it? I always get it so confused. So <laughs> data-only patches, you don't have to go to the App Store or Play Store. You just open the app and stuff happens and you have to download some stuff. It'll It'll sometimes give you a really big number, but that's just the number that of files it has to check um and it'll download really fast this was a really surprising patch because it was three days after the expansion launched and they nerfed a couple cards and that isn't normal yeah big daddy d got the nerf bat so uh which i think is kind of good because we were basically in Sirestone still in the first couple of days of the expansion so i was happy to see this happen it so Sire Denathrius will still has the same cost, will still infuse endlessly, but it's infused two instead of infuse one. So basically uh, doubling the amount of things that have to die in order to power him up. So he's not going to be quite as powerful as he was. Yeah, it's I actually wasn't seeing a ton of him, but, uh, you know, you looked at the stats and you talked to a lot of people like there was enough that they probably had this preloaded and just like. If Denathrius play rate does not drop by a lot, then we're going to make it drop by a lot Um, (laughs) or at least make it worse, even if people keep playing it so that the story of Mm -hmm. this expansion isn't the card from last one. Um, 
Yeah. Like, a lot of the conversation this episode is going to be based around the disparate perception from different people in different parts of Ladder. Because I can't remember a time that was so stratified. The the game, the high legend people are playing right now versus what a lot of people are experiencing personally could not be more different. And you you see and hear the the gap in understanding and perception and experience in any social media conversation. Um Denathrius was still in over forty percent of decks after the expansion mm-hmm. launched. Can't have that. There are other cards. Yeah, there that's were two too many. <laughs> other, there were two other three mana neutral legendaries that were more popular that have not been nerfed. That I'm sure we will talk about today, multiple yes. times. <laughs> but Denathrius was a really notable way for games to end, and he happened to play really well with all of the DK decks. And you really don't want your brand new class being associated with a legendary win con from the previous expansion that people had already gotten tired of. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The other change came to Hunter with Shock Splitter went up from two to three mana. Um, I mean, I think this was the right call, but uh, I was also shocked (laughs) to see it happen Ah. so quickly. (laughs) I get it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you almost made me spit out my drink. Audio listeners, Wait, I wasn't really splitter, drinking anything. Isn't it spitter? No, it's spitter. It spits the it shock. It is spitter. Oh. <laughs> yes. My notes are wrong. <laughs> no, they aren't. I fixed it. Um, <laughs> so, and and Hunter players have some feelings about this. Depends on who you talk to about how reasonable they feel like this was or wasn't. I will say the arcane stuff hasn't landed as well. And I will say Hunter has received a lot of nerfs this year. I will also note from a non-Hunter main perspective, the reason Hunter got a lot of nerfs because Hunter was the best class in multiple sets and metas, and they have to kind of nerf that. They can't just leave it busted. And maybe the arcane stuff gets a little better someday, at some point. Um, I would really like to see arcane get better because I felt like I saw people messing around with it day one, and then they kind of discovered this... um, multiple spitter deck thing that was happening and they were able to go like super ultra mega hunter face and we've talked before how i how i wish that there was like a hunter deck that could be really on top that wasn't just going for my face all the time and it feels like they still haven't found that happy place for Hunter. And I know it's really driven by the hero power of the class. Like it just lends itself to going face because it can't go anywhere else. So, I mean, like I get it. The designing the class around that is difficult because like they have a constant face tool. So then anything else that you give them has to take that into consideration um, so I can understand it's probably a difficult design space to work in, but like, I just feel like everything that's ever super duper popular and on top and really powerful is, is ultra aggressive. And, uh, yeah, so this is now changed. You can't get spat at a hundred times anymore. Well, you can, you can, it's, it's okay. only one mana, but <laughs> it, you can't. You can't brand spitter spitter on seven. And can I say good? We don't we don't <laughs> want that. Um, I don't know. I'm going to push back on you a little bit, Joss. The best hunter decks this year have been playing a lot of mountain bears. Mountain bear is not the card I think of when I think of face. It costs seven. No, true. So it's there have been good face hunter decks. Well, it I does th- it. 
Does it actually cost seven, though? <laughs> it's okay. Harpoon Gun, Harpoon Gun made that card feel like a face card because Harpoon Gun into Mountain Bear going first on four was obviously a little excessive. They nerfed it. They figured out eventually. They toned down the Wild Seeds a couple times. The facey one, they had to tone down. The taunty one, they, yeah. they nudged a little bit. The rushy one was fine. Just the, the facey stag that would have uh, was just maybe a little too good. So... But I feel, I guess, so So what I'm, how I'm going to push back on your pushback is like the situations that you described that were like the face oriented stag wild seed um, random results. And then also the like bear out on four that kind of made what were supposed to be mid range or slower cards into more aggressive cards that's when the deck was powerful and and on top and then they made those nerfs and then there it goes so like (laughs) i feel like maybe both both points are valid (laughs) yeah it's and funny story the play rate dropped the last week of nathria the number one deck on hsr was beast hunter people just weren't playing it it was good. It still well, is I good. I mean, was anyone playing standard at that point, though? <laughs> I feel like there everyone just kind of went. <sighs> it was. <laughs> it was. DKs. Yes, it was a low engagement period. But Beast Hunter was still good after the the Wild Seed and Harpoon Gun nerfs. It just people have been playing it since Voyage, and they're like, "All right, we'll try something else now." There's some there's some Frozen Throne cards in standard. We'll just do some other stuff. It was still totally workable. I have played. Ranathal, Shockspitter, Hunter this week. And it's still fine. It's still okay. It just, you no longer candle shot on one lethal on six. And I'm going to say that's cool. We're, we don't have to do that's that. That's probably okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So yeah, those those were the two nerfs that we saw in uh, 25.0.3. Um, you can also now, if you haven't been playing, if you don't own Denathrius, you will get him out of your first Castle Nathria pack that you open. Um, so you also get Renathal in that pack as well. Um, it already gets awarded that way anyway. So um, if for some reason you're, if Lich King is your first uh, Hearthstone expansion in a while and you don't have Denathrius, just go open a Castle pack from your free holiday packs. There you go. Free yep. Denathrius. It works this uh, way as well with Voyage and Okani. It's all the freebies while they're in the standard. Ones, yeah. If you go into the collection screen and you own a pack of that expansion, then it will just pop. Perfect. Uh, Corpse Explosion and Gruntled Patron was banned. Uh, wasn't this Gruntled and um, Original Grim. Patron? Yes. Grim Patron. And wild. Uh, over on the wild side. Yeah. Did they you, were, did they you were see this combo? <laughs> did you do this or see I, it? I didn't, but... Um, I can imagine it. <laughs> so, listeners, for the for those of you going to so I this got tweeted at me like last week, right after the show, and someone asked me, "Is this healthy?" And I'm like, "Oh, well, this is duels, right?" And they were like, "No, this is standards." Like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> so <Then> no, <laughs> Gruntled Patron. I I understand that people forget this card. It's from Barons. It's a four mana three three, neutral, frenzy. Summon another Gruntled Patron. Corpse explosion, five mana spell, deal one damage, or, you know, detonate a corpse to spend a corpse to deal one damage to all minions. If a minion is still in play, repeat this. So what you would do, you would be a DK, a blood DK, and turn nine, you would play 
you would have three corpses, and you would play Gruntled Patron and Corpse Explosion. Gruntled Patron would immediately spawn one more Gruntled Patron, go to a 3-2 with two corpses. Immediately spawn another one, go to a 3-1 with two Gruntled Patrons in play, a 3-2 and a 3-3, and one corpse. The Gruntled Patron would die, you would have three more in play at 1-2 and 3 health, and then you would gain a corpse from the Patron dying. And this would go infinitely until the game hit its hard software cap of 50 procs, which means <laughs> you would deal 50 damage one at a time to everything in play, you would keep your corpse count the same, and your Denathrius would infuse 50 times. And then this <laughs> well, was turn Well, now at nine. least it's only 25 times. <laughs> and also it no longer works. They fixed it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but this was immediately before the patch. So I queued up one game of this to see what happens. The animations take four and a half minutes, I think. Um, <laughs> just takes just forever just sitting there watching these things pop up. So is that on. also one of, those, one of those times where it makes your opponent miss their turn as well? <laughs> uh. I don't think that happens anymore, but I wouldn't want to be the person facing it, and I wouldn't want to walk away from, from the computer <laughs> if I was. So, like, I don't know. Maybe? <laughs> so, you would end up, turn 9 would be this board clear that you couldn't really get out of, and then turn 10 would be a Denathrius for 56. <laughs> Usually Only was good 56. Enough. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, they uh, turned it off. They banned Patron. In both standard and wild, the two patrons for about like twelve hours, and it was it actually worked. Like it showed banned in the collection, and it in you remember how the last time they disabled cards, you would go to play and it would just say error starting your game. Mm -hmm. When when you logged in, if any patron was in your deck, they just removed them from the deck. They weren't oh, even good. in the list anymore, so you couldn't queue it up. Smart. Glad that they found a, a more elegant solution to that than just. Your game has broke. Yep. It, it <laughs> no will look like a information bug, found. Right? Like, it looked like a bug. And so they removed yeah. them from the list. They put ban. And then 12 hours later, they returned them. They had a pretty clever fix. It's temporary, but I think it's pretty clever. Um, the minions now that the patrons summon are risen minions. They don't make corpses. So you don't go ah. infinite anymore. Which is like good, I guess. Like, so... From a mechanics perspective, that's a, a good solution. From a lore perspective slash card text perspective, it's like, but if they're summoning another patron, they didn't raise a patron. They weren't dead. <laughs> they just opened up the door and said, get in here. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I get that they need to break the interaction and that was a way to do it. But like, my lore brain is exploding about that a little bit. <laughs> it's a temporary fix, right? Like, it's not, it's just something they had to do mechanically to make it happen. Um, but also, perhaps more importantly, before this conversation, had you ever heard of the card Gruntled Patron? I mean, like when we did card reveals, but like nobody has ever played it as far as I know. <laughs> there has not been a vocal outcry from disgruntled patrons who are who want to play with this card that now like they can't for some legitimate reason. It's the only thing they disabled was a class specific mechanic and it was banned for 12 hours and nobody was playing either card in either format. So I think in the grand scheme of things, overall, good set of solutions. And they still said... This is a temporary thing. 
And that probably means that they have a solution that they want to implement that will take tech. And that means yeah. they're going to spend yeah. time on it later. And this is what's going to happen for now. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, poor Cora. Cora uh, <laughs> made the decision to try to be super helpful and Cora-like and tweeted about Bran. And that was a mistake. <laughs> so her tweet has since been deleted um, but basically she like she posted another tweet that says I went ahead and deleted the brand tweet because it seemed like it was hurting more than it was helping. Never intended to bait people. Just want to reassure that we see the brand conversation and he will 99.9% not be sticking around in core for next year. Uh, so I feel like I saw her original tweet and I can't even remember what it said now. But all I remember is reading it and going, oh, no, <laughs> that is not one that I want to click replies on. <laughs> It's, I believe that um, that she said Bran has earned a vacation from Standard. It's clear that what she meant was not coming back, but then she immediately yeah. had to make a reply like, this doesn't mean now. It Early means rotation, when we rotate yeah. core. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, she kind of opened a can of worms there, I think, and uh, I felt really bad for her. But uh, now we have the clarification that she did mean absolutely 100% they're looking at Bran, they see the conversation, and he will most likely 0.1% chance that he will still be in core next year. And that's just the, like, she has to put that there <laughs> instead of yeah. 100% because it's not an official announcement, right? So um, it is, it's good that the devs are listening. And, you know, it kind of, it did get me thinking a little bit, like, if they, if they rotate Bran out of core, does that mean the whole set of explorers and... You know, it kind of got me thinking about the whole idea of like them doing things around like artificial restrictions, like all the explorers coming as a set or even like all the dragons, like the OG dragons, things like that. Like, do they have to stick them all together? Can we still have Reno even though Bran's gone? And I think I would like to see like Reno stick around like the the explorers that aren't um, problematic I think, sure, keep them in standard. They always, you know, give you a potential fun build around. Like, I don't want to see Reno decks go away. Like, no one's playing Reno decks right now, but you could. <laughs> so I, I like having that potential option, especially as we're, you know, getting three new sets next year, obviously. Um, you know, you never know what's going to work with Reno or what might support a Highlander kind of a deck. So, I mean, I hope that... A brand rotation doesn't also mean an explorer set rotation. Yeah, it's Elise. She's not it anymore. Bran, he's too much. Finley <laughs> and Reno, I can, yeah. I can, I can roll with Finley and Reno. They're okay. Yeah. So I, I want them to stick around. Um, and then uh, Aleko tweeted, "We are potentially." Uh, getting some more nerfs so we've already talked about um the denathrius nerf which was you know one of the biggest complaints and then as well um shock splitter but um this tweet was about that denathrius patch the 25.0.3 um he did say it's not a normal balance patch and final design asked for an extra balance window before worlds and so it sounds like maybe we're getting other stuff <laughs> yeah it's so the timing here is really particular um a bigger patch is coming in a few weeks this is posted on the ninth a few like three weeks after the ninth 
is the 30th of December. Nothing is happening on the 30th of December. It's a Friday during the Christmas week. For <laughs> those of you unfamiliar with how North America operates between the uh, and the last week of December, nothing happens anywhere ever. Most yeah, offices it doesn't are closed. really operate. <laughs> yeah, most offices are closed. Uh, usually, usually Blizzard is closed the last two weeks of the year. So, in that case, this is either going to be no later than Tuesday the 20th, or it's going to be next year. I'm currently banking on next year with the hope that I'm wrong. But if you say a few weeks, people are really reading deep into this because they want a faster patch. Yeah. But it, this is really hard in the QA team, really hard in the live ops team. Shipping a patch right before Christmas, if something goes wrong, you are messing with people's holidays. They don't want to do that. However, last year, the day after Worlds on a Monday the 21st, they shipped a patch. Not saying it can't happen. They've done it before. They did it last year. We already got one patch. We could get another. The main reason that I would make an argument that this could happen before Christmas is because they don't want Death Knight to suck over the holidays. <laughs> That's the only reason I can think of to really push it, because otherwise, the format has some powerful, bursty, combo-y stuff going on, but it is not without joy, and people are playing it. And the concerns that a lot of the high-level players have, it's at high-level Hearthstone, not at all Hearthstone, because the experiences are really different, as we alluded to. If it wasn't for Death Knight being underperforming i could easily see this not being urgent however death knight isn't doing well in standard even though blood dk is like is pretty popular it's the play rate is going down every day and the class feels a little underwhelming and blizzard just spent a lot of money and time enticing players back to the game to try it and and pushing this launch right like so many people got 150 free packs like please log in and play our game and then they log and try the new thing, and the new thing doesn't win games. So I would not be surprised, because of that reason, to see some kind of buff patch, which would probably have to include nerfs, on Tuesday the 20th specifically. But I wouldn't bank on it, I wouldn't bet on it, and it could easily be after the holidays if the tech doesn't make it. Well, we shall see. We do still have one more show before the holiday break, so we will be back next week. If there are patch notes to talk about, we will talk about them. Uh, We did get a a pretty big post, actually, over on the forums, all about signature cards. And the first that, yeah, ooh, the first thing, though, that I noticed was, so it was posted by Gnome Saiyan, who is a community manager on behalf of lead features designer Celestalon Chad Nervig, who we friend of the show, we love him. And he met B today, by the way. Chorus dog. Aww. <laughs> I want to meet Chorus dog. Chorus dog is so cute. Um, but yeah, I don't know why um, it wasn't just posted by Celestalon. I mean, of all of the devs lately i mean cora aside i feel like he is super vocal he is all over everyone's twitter posts and answering everyone's questions he's usually in our chat he's just all over the place and then so to see something like from him but not him was weird (laughs) to me (laughs) it's i think community tends to take ownership of blue posts um Mm. so like 
Chad wrote it and then sent it to community and community reviewed it because because they are the ones that have to deal with the replies. <laughs> so I assume that they vet it. <laughs> I'm just I'm laughing because uh, so we are watching Mythic Quest right now. I don't know if you guys have, have watched Mythic Quest, but it's basically like a comedy show about game development and there's this like sweetest doesn't even swear like middle-aged cat lady who is the community manager for their game and just like whenever they go to talk to her she's got this like bug-eyed like attitude and she's just like oh my god the things I've seen and it's hilarious and that just reminded me dealing with the replies reminded me so much of her because like they tried to put NFTs in the game and she was like no 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 <laughs> and that's like, like <laughs> I just feel like must have been the response to signature cards because like people have capital F feelings about these things. You I read the through replies. The I did. I scrolled through the comments because I wanted to see like because I mean, I didn't have the best reaction to signature cards. They're not my favorite thing. I think that there's like some things about them that I would change if I had designed them. There's like, I, I was actually playing with the signature cards today because I'm like, I really want to understand what it is they don't like. And it's, there's like a heavy border that goes like halfway down the card to, around the bottom. It doesn't have any details on it or anything else. It's just like a gray bleh. And I'm like, I don't like the gray bleh. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> the frame is really heavy. It makes yeah. the power and health numbers look misaligned. Like, they actually look like they're not a straight line across. Yeah, and the one I was playing was... The, I, so, I was playing Rogue. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I was playing Rogue. And uh, so, I was using the Scourged Ghoul or whatever the ghoul guy Infectious. is. With the death rattle. Infectious Ghoul. Um, and so, he's got the death rattle symbol at the bottom. And that looks heckin' weird. So I was just like, this whole thing is just throwing me so off. Uh, but anyway, so I was like, I had not the greatest, like signature cards in this set were not for me. They didn't really match my aesthetic. They weren't necessarily something I wanted to see in my game. So I was just kind of like, they're a cool idea, but maybe not this set. Like, I'm not going to focus on them. Maybe if there's a different style in, an in another set, I'll pick them up then. And I'm like, but they seem to be addressing some like, larger level of criticism that I'm not seeing. So I read the comments. Oh my God. <laughs> that was a bad so idea. So many comments. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like there are some very legitimate criticisms in those comments. Some of them were not that, but some of them were very legitimate. Like uh, one thing I didn't really notice until it was pointed out was that the cards are supposed to showcase the full art, but they still kept the name banner in the same place, which kind of for every single card covers off the middle of the art. And most of the important stuff is hidden by that banner and you don't get to actually see it until you like put it in play. And then obviously you don't have all the banners on your minions. Like you get to see bigger art when they're on the board. But I was like, oh, I hadn't noticed it till you said it. But now you've said it. It would look a lot better if it was like riding the top of the card or something so that you are still showcasing the full art. So like there were some criticisms in there, plus um, the just the idea that they're they can't be disenchanted. And if you, you know, they take up a slot of a legendary in your pack, you can't disenchant it. It's not a legendary you want to play. Now it feels like you've lost something because that could have rolled a legendary that you wanted. Um, and then obviously there's just the aesthetic conversation in general. A lot of people really don't like them and would prefer to be able to say, 
I don't want the signature version. Give me the golden or the regular version, even like just be able to convert them, like go the other way because you can re-roll. If you have the plain copy, you can re-roll the plain copy, but you can't re-roll your signature. So like there were some legitimate criticisms in there, I think. And it seemed like they heard most of those. And there's a really interesting conversation um, in this blue post. Yeah, it's. I like I want to like these more than I do, and I don't hate them. I think they're visually difficult to make out on the board, especially on mobile, especially when watching Twitch streams. The frame looks weird. Um, but coming from a Magic the Gathering background, the these cards look like really nice physical cards I want to hold in my hand. Right? It's it's just there are physical things that look like they're jammed to a digital game that don't quite fit, and they're they're gonna digitize them. But most important thing to me, they're admitting that it's not working. They're telling us they're going to rework it. And for the people that were caught by gaps in the system, they're giving them what they deserve, which is free mm-hmm. legendaries. And I think it's I mean, I I do want to give them props for changing a system that's not working. Although I will say this is very clearly designed to entice whales to spend a whole lot of money to get this whole entire set, right? Like if the signature cards had hit, they wanted people to buy hundreds of packs to try to hit these or to buy the gold or sorry, they're not golden packs anymore to buy the signature packs to get a higher chance of getting them like they wanted people to sink money into this. And obviously people are not. So if this was a, I don't want to say cash grab. If this was a money making, a, a large money making opportunity for them, and it didn't work out, of course this is a system that they're going to revamp because they want to figure out what the players are going to pay them tons of money for. So, I mean, it totally makes sense to me that they would um, listen to criticism and iterate on this because this is a money making venture for them. Like, these are not new cards. Well, like they're new cards in that they're in the new set. But like, yeah. This is not mechanic. This is cosmetic. (laughs) It makes sense that they would invest effort in restoring consumer confidence in something they want people to consume. I get it. There you go. But also, (laughs) we both wanted to like these more than we did because art is cool and Hearthstone art is really good right now. Well, and alternate art is something that we've been asking for since we started this show. Yeah. Just the idea of like having a card, but being able to purchase a cosmetic that is the same card, but with new art. Like that's something we asked for so many times. And we were like, well, what about if you did this thing for that? Or like, I really liked Uh, Well, the dragons was a big example we used to use and having like one version be their like um, mortal form and then one version be their dragon form like that would be so cool. So, you know, like alternate art, they're definitely in the right headspace in terms of like picking a thing that people are going to like. They just haven't really delivered on it yet. Unfortunately, it's I want full art. No, wait, not like this. And and <laughs> there is definitely opportunity for them to improve it, and they recognize it. And, you know, I don't want to get too cynical and say, well, they did this because they weren't making enough money. But also, like... <laughs> I did that for you. <laughs> and I'm not saying that you're wrong, and I want to make sure I don't <laughs> say that I think you're wrong and that you're probably not wrong. 
<laughs> but also the way they went about making us feel smart by saying you were right the whole time and also here's some free legendaries if we screwed you over. I wish they'd done it before. It's a good response. It's, a, it's good a good response. response. Yes. Yeah. I, I am happy with the response and I'm happy that they let Chad write it because anything that he writes is good. <laughs> uh, I did think that the, the conversation around the art specifically was really interesting because they did talk about their kind of choice for their icy sepia tone that it was kind of like the black and white but blue washed style uh didn't really like see they were trying to hit the flavor of lich king but kind of missed the mark a little bit and one of the pieces of criticism that i actually think garrett levied last week on the show as well is basically that like hearthstone as a brand is super bright and colorful and fun and i think the animations kind of fit into this part of the conversation too where it's like when you strip out the animation and the color you're kind of stripping out everything that makes hearthstone hearthstone so why would we want these <laughs> so they did say in future in future sets they're not going to take the same sort of approach we already knew signature cards were going to vary set by set anyways but they've kind of committed to say like okay our next signature cards are going to be colorful and animated we're going to thin out the frame on the board you know they're going to get the the name out of the middle which is one of the other things i said earlier they're not planning on changing the current set signature cards but future sets will be better basically um and so i i like that they that they did that that first of all they said look this is what signature cards are for now and next time like we've heard your criticism next time they'll be different but they are what they are now for people who like them because there are people who like the style of the signature cards so like they have now sunk a bunch of money in the people who like signature cards have sunk their money in to buy these signature cards they would probably be pretty upset if then, you know, things got changed. So I think this is probably the best opportunity or like the best response they could have for now. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. You're right. <laughs> so uh, uh, you wanted to talk about a Cora interview. I didn't see it. So I am throwing it completely over to you. <laughs> Cora talked for a while. And also, um, all right. There's this, there's this journalist named Cam Shea. I'm a Cam Shea fan. We boy. love Cam here. We love yes. Cam here. So he wrote this article and he's he is probably the journalist that spends the most time with the Hearthstone team. Like for both of the new classes, he just went to the office from he's Australian, I believe. He he's Australian. Yeah. 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 He just flew to California and stayed there for a while and just talked to everybody and like, how how did we do? How did we do new class? So. That guy. Cam, we love Cam. Um, he he had this really nice candid interview with Cora, and she said it's one of her favorite interviews she's ever done because it was super off the cuff. She just talked to Cam, right? And we get the story of Cora, which I think is so tightly interwoven with Hearthstone. Uh, she she's been a very visible face for a long time now, five six years. Um, as a caster, God, longer and also, than that. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> yeah, like a player, a caster, a designer. Uh she's lead initial design now like she's so interwoven with with hearthstone and some people may not know this her her content creation in hearthstone started with the podcast coin concede which is the podcast that i currently anchor that i took over for her when angoro came out like because she was too busy being famous and cool and awesome and they were like we need someone that's not famous or cool or awesome and i was like i'm available i'm around 
Oh, hat, you need to stop selling yourself short. Come on now. <laughs> don't tell me that's not a good line. I've used that line before and it always gets laughed. Um, so, and this, like in this interview, she just talks about that history of like being on that show and being an esports person and who she worked with and who she looked up to. And just, it's very human and really nice. And so I think it's just, we get to really see behind the curtain here. This is like, there's an account. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, fourteen. I opened it on my computer and pressed page down. It's fourteen page downs on half the screen. Like there's a lot here. So I don't know. Let's go check it out. Yeah, I mean, like honestly, I love Cora. When I was working at DreamHack, like she was a fantastic caster. Like she's one of the people that like Cora you see is Cora you get always <laughs> like yes. she's just so kind and so nice and just like talking to her was as easy as you would think that it would be and she was just she's just so phenomenal and I'm really glad that her kind of the trajectory of her career has been what it is and and that she's now working on the Hearthstone team because I think she's amazing at what she do she's been amazing at everything she's done in Hearthstone somehow <laughs> so I mean just good for her great uh, interview thanks for sharing Hat. I had missed that so I'm going to go and read it after the show and you guys all should too if you want the link to that it is over on IGN but the link will be in our show notes. So uh, world championships are this weekend. We've kind of been tiptoeing around it slash alluding to it for the last like 40 minutes now, but uh, world championships are this weekend. And there were some weird new rules for this world championships. And it still didn't make a difference because so, and correct me if I'm wrong, Hat, death knights were unbannable. <laughs> So, like, so, if you had a Death Knight in your lineup, y your opponent couldn't ban it. That is correct. And people had feelings about this ruling <laughs> because it's the World Championships, right? So, like... Yeah. It, there were... All right. Got a, I got a little soapbox. Joss, I'm sure I'm not <laughs> saying anything that's going to surprise you. Um, oh, no. And I'm sure I'm going to agree with every word, honestly, because I have a pretty good idea what you're going to say, so... <laughs> okay, so people were saying esports is marketing. Obviously, yes, that's true. People were saying, I expect Blizzard to use the platform for marketing. It's the world championships, and you're not requiring people to bring them. You're just saying people that do have a different lineup game to play than everybody else, right? It's not because if you want to use esports as a marketing strategy, first of all, who is watching? the world championships of a game that they do not follow. What is the Venn diagram of people that tune into the world championships <laughs> that also are unaware <laughs> of Death Knight existing? And even if that person exists, if they're in the middle, what are they going to absorb from that gameplay other than I don't know what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, I knew I would agree with every word. Like it's, because imagine you look at you look at a stream. You haven't played Hearthstone in six months. You look at a stream, right? There's these weird looking like blue and gray border cards that don't move that you don't know what they are. <laughs> and then there's this new class. You're like, oh, is that Death Knight? And then the rogue plays 9,000 cards and the opponent blows up. And you're like, wait, what was the Death Knight doing? Like, is, is this <laughs> is this advertising? It's not. There's, there's nobody in that middle circle of the Venn diagram. 
that you are successfully marketing to by doing this. If you do need to market to them, you need to guarantee each player bringing Death Knight. And if you are influencing that all players are bringing a class and not banning it, that is not the World Championships. That's called the show match. We did one of those already. Yes. You can do another one if you want. Just not the World <laughs> Championships. If it was live at BlizzCon and it was a bunch of streamers, then sure, whatever. Um, but this halfway gesture, it seems like I'm. Uh, this is not. This is not confirmed. This is my head cannon. An executive told Abar, "If you want financing next year, make sure people play Death Knight." Abar threw <laughs> this rule in. And then the player said, whatever, none of us are bringing DK anyway. So the rule didn't matter outside of undermining trust in the system for established players. But that is how, if I were the product manager of Hearthstone Esports and I needed to make sure I got my budget funded for next year, and the executive said, I'll do it if you do this thing. Sure, okay, whatever. This is the rule that I can include that has the least impact on the tournament even though it doesn't look right on paper. Yep. I think you're probably bang on with that. And like you say, in the end, it didn't matter at all because uh, we have what I think might be at least on par with the worst representation of classes we have ever had. We ha and, and so technically, I think this looks like some of the worst tournaments we've ever had in terms of only having six classes represented. But now because we have 11 classes instead of nine or 10, it's even worse, like percentage wise of number of classes that are represented. So um, we're getting very close to only 50 percent of the classes being represented in the world championships, which is crazy bonkers bananas and not really um, good for, I think, the format. So we have 16 rogues and 16 priests, which priest-wise, I have not seen very many priests. So this, I think, is where we're going to, like, maybe potentially, like, we're, we're going to do a full meta chat in a minute, but, like, I think this is maybe my ladder experience versus high legend ladder experience because like rogues, sure. Yeah, I'm seeing lots of rogues. They're doing roguey things, all kinds of roguey things, but no priests. Uh, there's also 13 demon hunters, all quest demon hunters. So not even any variation in what is being brought in the class. Uh, then we have 10 druids, and I think only two of those 10, maybe three of those 10 are aggro. The rest of them are doing rampy things. And then we have five mages and four paladins because those guys didn't get the druid demon hunter memo. So uh, we are not seeing a whole lot of variation, and that makes me really sad. <laughs> so I will say the rogues and priests have a lot of variation within them, right? There are undead control priests, there are quest priests, there are boon blessed priests. Um, and the rogues, there's mine rogue, Edwin rogue, concoction rogue, shark rogue, miracle concoction rogue, <laughs> thief concoction rogue, pure thief rogue, death rattle rogue. There's a lot, right? Because rogue kind of has a whole bunch they of stuff. They have a lot of tools right now. <laughs> yep. The demon hunter deck. This is just probably the best deck in the game, or one of them, but it's also really, really challenging to play. Um, and the same goes with a lot of the rogue decks, and with Blessed Priest in particular. And this is very much a snapshot of High Legend right now, is Rogues, Priests, and Quest Demon Hunters. Very much a snapshot of that experience. There are other decks that people are, like, trying out, but if you want to win, you're playing one of those three things, most likely. Uh, and 
this experience is really narrow in terms of who has it right now. Because if you talk to people outside of top 1K or so, they're not, this is not going to make any sense. No, I like, I looked at this list and I was like, they're doing what now? <laughs> yeah, it's, this does not match the experience of the vast majority of ladder players. And I would bet also a lot of ladder players are surprised that not everybody is bringing Druid. And in fact, Druid is only here for the lineups that are leaving up Quest Demon Hunter. Hmm. Because Ramp Druid is a good counter to Quest Demon Hunter. There are some Aggro Druid lineups. They're the ones banning the Demon Hunters because they cannot ever beat a boosted Unleash Fell ever. That matchup feels like unethical. Like it, you just <laughs> you blow them out and go back to thirty for four mana, and then you draw like a million cards. Um, so it's just it's a it's a strange looking worlds. I bet we'll see a lot of high-level players making a lot of really intelligent decisions and getting to game states that most people have never seen because these decks have a lot of skill advantages. That, to me, is what the World Championships are about. And so, like, I'm glad that Abar found a solution to what we assume is some sort of high-level budget executive thing. Um, I'm glad he found an elegant solution because to me, that's what I watch the world championships for even more so than like the fall championship or like the seasonal championships. And, uh, like when they did GM week to week, like what I watch the world champions for are to see the absolute best 16 players in the world who have competed their way to this moment all year long do things that I would never even think of. <laughs> like, I mean, I want to see Hearthstone that I've never seen before, and that's what world championships are. So I am so stoked for this weekend, even though it's, you know, got some pretty, like, small class representation. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm very, very excited to watch this go down. There's some, some huge names, and yeah, I'm just, man, I'm so excited. <laughs> It's it's going to be some high quality Hearthstone. And you remember from last year, we were watching a lot of Garote Mirrors. And yeah. like I didn't want my life on ladder to be a lot of Garote Mirrors, but seeing the way these players navigated it was like it was intense. Like it was edge of my seat intense. It was really cool to see. But also then they nerfed the day after the tournament was over. And I would like if they did that again, please, Blizzard. I would like that. Please do that. <laughs> Please nerf the day after this is over. <laughs> we will have to see. Uh, but yeah, so uh, before we get into our meta chat, we are going to take a moment to spank. Uh, to, no, not to do that. To thank <laughs> our to spank sponsor. Our honey. <laughs> <laughs> to thank our sponsor, honey. Today's episode is sponsored by PayPal Honey the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. I love holiday shopping. Gift giving is one of my favorite things. What I don't love is trying to coordinate coupons and discount codes for all the different stores I need to shop at for the people in my life. Thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Imagine that you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons and wait a few seconds as Honey searches for the coupons it can find for that site. If Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. I just found the perfect gift set for my soon-to-be sister-in-law from a fancy smelly soap shop she loves. 
try to say that 10 times fast. I didn't think I was going to find a deal because it was already a holiday bundle, but Honey popped up with a coupon and saved me $10. I shop a lot at this time of year, so every bit of savings helps. You can save even more when you ask Honey to keep track of price drops on your holiday shopping list. If the price drops on anything on your list, you'll instantly get an alert to let you know. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting our show. I'll never recommend something I don't use, so get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash tack. That's joinhoney.com slash T-A-C. We thank you for supporting the brands that support the Angry Chicken. All right, everybody, we did it, fam. That was the last ad read that we are ever going to have on the Angry Chicken. Uh, Hat and I did... Yes. <gasps> Shocking news. Uh, Hat and I decided that we didn't want to put ads in the show anymore. So uh, instead, we're going to focus 100% on the Patreon. So one of the biggest perks we have on Patreon right now is that you do get your own ad free feed. But now no one's going to get ads in the middle of tax. So we want you guys to tell us what you want instead. Um, patrons, you guys can look forward to a poll that's going up this week that's going to allow you to let us know anonymously uh, what benefits you'd like to see and what changes you'd like to see for the tax Patreon. So you can head on over to patreon.com slash tax if you'd like to tell us how you would like to support the show. Uh, if you're not currently a TAC patron, you can either become a TAC patron at that link and uh, vote on the poll. Or if you would like to send us some suggestions over on Twitter, you can do that as well. You can send them to Hat, to me, to TAC podcast, whatever you would like. Um, but yeah, please do let us know what perks you would like if you were a TAC patron. We're going to talk about the meta now. And uh, there's there's some stuff and it's going to be, I think, a pretty interesting conversation, even more so than last week, because last week everyone was still trying to find their feet. And now, like Hat said, it's a very stratified meta and things that people are seeing are totally different depending on where on the ladder you were playing. So the high legend meta is like completely different than things that are happening down below where I am. And actually, funny story, uh, Kajitar, who is normally in the chat room when we do the shows live, uh, I actually went up against him on ladder and he knew it was me because I think I'm the only person playing the Quest Druid, Quest Druid Guff Anubricon deck. <laughs> and so I like sent him a friend request and was like, the Kajitar? And he was like, I knew it was you. He's like, you're the only person on ladder playing this deck. And I'm like, but you liked my guff high five, didn't you? <laughs> Who doesn't like a guff high five? Who Don't answer that. Like a guff it's not a request five. for comments. Not <laughs> but yeah, so I thought that was a really funny story. Is that like I'm I'm just playing in my own little <laughs> guff meta bubble. <laughs> yeah, it's the format right now is so. If we look at if I look at HS replay right now. I bet that if I look at Diamond 5 versus a Legend, it's going to be so different. Yeah. The most popular decks at Diamond 5 are Ramp Druid and Blood DK with Death Rattle Rogue in the third. Um, the most popular decks at Legend are, if I look since the patch, are Death Rattle Rogue Quest DH, number two, Ramp Druid, then Blood DK, Miracle Rogue. If I look at the tier list, Top 1000 Legend, the top 10 decks in Top 1000 Legend since the patch. Number one, Blessed Priest, by a large margin. Number two, Aggro Druid. Number three, Big Spell Mage. Number four, Quest Demon Hunter. Thief Rogue, Death Rattle Rogue, Miracle Rogue, Quest Priest, Control Priest, Ping Mage. That's it. 
everything else under 50%. If I look in the last few days, it's slightly different, but not that different. Whereas if I look at Diamond through Legend, Imp Warlock, Death Rattle Rogue, Evolve Shaman, Pure Paladin, Big Spell Mage, Other Imp Warlock, Beast Hunter, Spell DH, Spooky Mage, then Blessed Priest <laughs> at number 10. Then Control Priest, Dude, Aggro this Druid. this is where I live. Yep. I live in this Diamond through Legend place that is just bananas. <laughs> and so it's really, really different. And of course, we look at Bronze through Gold. Evolve Shaman, Imp Warlock, Death Rattle Rogue, Big Spell Mage, Pure Paladin, Beast Hunter, Spell Demon Hunter, Silver Hand Paladin. Uh, you know, the list goes on. I will note, Ramp Druid is below 50% at, I think, every rank bracket except for Bronze or Gold. Um, but otherwise, everywhere else I look, Ramp Druid is barely 50%, if not below. Uh, and it's only above at the at the very beginning of ladder. And it's still one of the decks that I hear the most discourse about. Though Death Rattle Rogue has started to pick up yeah. a lot, but people still have really strong Druid feelings. Well, and I think the reason for those really strong Druid feelings, and at least the reason why I've been absolutely loving playing Druid, is because it feels like the way I'm playing Druid right now with the quest and trying to gain attack and then having this really big one-turn combo that's only made possible by Anubarak, or no, Anubarakhan, who is the new, uh, the new card from Lich King, like... I haven't played Druid that way, like, ever, ever. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's so freaking fun because I'm just sitting there hoping not to die because all I'm doing, I'm not trying to ramp. I don't care. Like, I need those eight turns to get to eight mana in order to draw all the cards I need to put all my pieces together and to try to, you know, finish my quest. So I don't want to ramp up. I can't do anything with a gajillion mana. My pounce costs zero. <laughs> so, like, I'm playing Druid in a way that I haven't ever played Druid before. But people playing Ramp Druid, it feels so the same. It is, yeah. it, you are playing cards to get more mana. You are doing things that are, shouldn't be happening on the turns when they're happening. You're playing Scale of Anixia into Anixia into Scale of Anixia again, because many whelps. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, people are just freaking sick of it, I think. And I understand because like I haven't I haven't touched Druid in a really long time, not since uh Beast Druid was a thing where, you know, like the Beast Druid was more again, not ramping. You were much more board focused and like that was this cheating for sure, but like Frost Wolf Matriarch yeah. sort of thing with Oracle of a Loon. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, and then so you would be yeah, yeah, you'd be playing out like zero mana beasts and then uh, combining them with Oracle to get multiple copies. Like, again, not the way that, you know, Ramp Druid plays at all. Um, I don't find Ramp Druid to be particularly fun. So um, and especially uh, with when, you know, their one of their finishers was Denathrius. And after all of the the scaling of all of the Anixias, um, it just it very much like We've seen it before. We've seen so much of it. So I think that's where a lot of the discourse is happening. It's just like everyone is just freaking sick of playing Druid that way. Well, and this particular type of Ramp Druid, this particular brand has been around since um, really like Alterac. Uh And it was yeah. it started to be good in Anixia's Lair when they printed Scale. Um, and then Core this year definitely like exacerbated that a little bit with Earthen Scales and uh yeah. and and nourish going to five um so 
And it's important to note, Ramp Druid has been, it was nerfed in Voyage at the beginning because it needed to be. Um, it was nudged in Nathria. It has been under 50% win rate for a while. When it goes over, they pull it back under. It's also been one of the most popular decks in Standard. Not, not number one, but close to number one for a year. Even when it's not winning, because clearly a lot of people do find it fun. If you see a deck a lot on ladder, for years now, it doesn't mean the deck is good. It means that people like what the deck is doing. This goes back to Ticketus Warlock. Ticketus Warlock never <laughs> in its entire history was over 50% win rate outside of Bronze or Gold. I feel like that's just always going to be on a pedestal. Like, you bring that example up all the time. It's like, remember Ticketus? He was awful. Well, <laughs> and you people like, still played him. <laughs> but it's, it's not judging people. It's just people do what they think is fun. Here's another example. Stormwind Quest Mage. After the first nudge to that deck, it was under 50% win rate. But it was 20% a ladder. Because people wanted to throw <laughs> fireballs at their opponent and kill them with fireballs. Because being a mage and killing your opponent with fireballs is cool as fuck. I get it. It's I iconic. Understand. It's iconic. <laughs> so people want to do it. Cool. I understand. So if you're tired of facing ramp with Bran, which a lot of people are, you're not alone in these feelings, listener. You're not wrong for feeling that way. But recognize the reason people keep doing it, even though they're probably losing more than they're winning, is because they find it fun. And that's also probably the reason why these strategies aren't completely deleted, because a lot of people are playing them, and if you want to beat them, you can. Doesn't mean you have to enjoy it, just to give some understanding as to why these things are still in the game and why you keep seeing this, because people want to do it. But... Bad face. <laughs> I don't expect... if they, like, But at a certain point, enough is enough. And people are dying from 64 a lot. Like, it's happening a lot. How many times do you see Astle or OTK? I imagine a good bit. Yeah... <laughs> I would say that, like, it's become even worse <laughs> than, of a, like, an offender of a finisher than Denathrius. Like, as much as he got, he's from the old set, so obviously, you know, did get changed quite quickly. But Astalor, um, there's just so many ways now <laughs> to make multiple copies of him to you know like take advantage of the effect and and just blow people out and yeah like there are a lot of very big damage otks out of him so i don't know i'm kind of confused i think in the way like i i understand on paper why his battle cry works the way it works with like Bran and Mana Thirst. But like, I kind of wish that that was not that way. That like, because his there's other Mana Thirst things that don't get doubled, right? But because it says, oh, what is it? Instead it's, or. So instead is the magic like, word, and they are going to change his yeah. wording to match his current functionality. Okay. It's, they did clarify that this was like confusing the way it was implemented yes. as a replacement effect <laughs> so replacement effect means you take the original thing you were going to do and you change that thing it's not yeah. i bring along my other thing which is what doesn't get doubled manathers is bring along this other thing that does not get doubled this is change the original because what brand yeah. does he doubles battle cries and what replacement effects do if they say the word instead that's the magic word or right now astalor says more that's ambiguous so it's going to say Deal 16 instead is what they're going to change it to. Instead says, no, no, before Bran sees it, 
let's double it a little bit. Let's just double it up. And then Branty <laughs> says, like, a little bit. <laughs> well, this says 16, and I'm going to do that twice. So that's what's yeah. going on there. Um, I mean, that's, I, I am not a game designer. I do not have a solution here. What I do want to happen is for people to not frequently die from 64. So I hope that's they find like, someone that's to do that. That's a lot. That is like, I mean, when you're talking about ramping up armor or health with blood decays or like 64, there's not a whole lot of games, even with uh, Renathal in the format, starting you at 40. There's not a whole lot of games where I'm sitting on over 60 health. <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe 50, maybe, but like, yeah, that's a large ask for that to not be an OTK. And there's only a few classes that could potentially do that. So, I mean, like, it could potentially uh, prevent that, I mean. Now, I will say, there was a game I had recently where my opponent did 64 (laughs) pings, and I immediately said, okay, kill you when they passed the turn, (laughs) because I was playing Death Rattle Rogue. And I had seven infectious ghouls that kept spitting out more infectious ghouls. And so they just soaked up all the pings for me. And my opponent spent all their armor dealing 64 damage because they thought that would be enough. (laughs) Ha ha, (laughs) idiot. Someone didn't read their death rattles. (laughs) And then I attacked for 35. There you go. (laughs) It's a high power format. So just play rogue. (laughs) I mean, you can. To be fair, I am. <laughs> yeah. So wait, you are. Yes, you were. Yeah. You said that earlier in the episode and I had to do a double take. Tell me about your rogue experiences. Well, I've just been playing Death Rattle Rogue because I feel like it's uh, it's the kind of rogue I can get behind. So it appeals to me in that you're kind of like you're playing minions, you're playing board things. You're being a little cheaty because you're like drawing out stuff from your deck. And then, you know, it's it's costing one mana and that feels like you're cheating. And so therefore you're a rogue and that's correct. Um, But it doesn't do crazy things. I'm not playing 18 cards in a turn. So and I mean, I obviously have never been my opponent, but uh, I That's feel not like true. the things I've, I've heard your conversations <laughs> with yourself. You frequently are internally <laughs> self-opposing. Okay, that's fair. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I feel like the things that I'm doing are more fair because I'm doing them and I know I'm not a crazy good rogue player. So normally when I face rogues and they do 800 things and then I die, I'm like, that felt very unfair and I don't understand what happened to me. I feel like my opponents are always going to understand what happened to them. (laughs) Their fairness level may vary, but at least they will always understand. And that's like the signature of a Joss Rogue deck. (laughs) It's where like nothing super crazy complicated and tricksy, just, you know, pretty straightforward. And I feel like Death Rattle Rogue is that. And I've actually been having a lot of fun and I do enjoy the ghouls spitting on each other and making more. (laughs) Yes. It's like Death Rattle Rogue. It's accessible. It's fun. And also after playing it for a couple games, you're like, I probably shouldn't be allowed to do this, huh? Probably shouldn't. You probably shouldn't let me do that. It feels like that sometimes. Like, I'm just like, my board is never ending. The only thing I said I hadn't been facing a lot of priests. I did face one priest with double who double whirlpooled me. And I was just and like I went through my whole entire deck and I got them down to two health and then they were able to recover. But still, like. 
Whirlpool deletes copies of things anywhere they are. And they did that to me twice. (laughs) And still, I still had more stuff to do. So, I mean, like, yeah, it's, I would feel like that would be the counter. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it still was almost not enough. So, and probably if I had been better at piloting the deck, then they would have been dead. (laughs) Because that was like my third third game i think uh chat room right now is asking for the death rattle rogue deck it's literally death rattle rogue as seen on hs replay like i have done nothing special i literally looked at hs replay and went everyone's talking about rogue i should probably play a rogue oh death rattle literally my thought process (laughs) and the vicious syndicate report came out today check out all the decks that are in there the one that i've been playing doesn't play the infectious goals at this point it plays uh it's the colossal version So I like the ghouls, but there's a different version where your minions are two of the four force, the uh, the scourge illusionists. Yep. Two of the masked revelers, the four four rush that when it dies you get a two two copy of a minion in your deck. Invincible, Krabatoa, and Neptalon. So what happens is when you have graveyard down, graveyard doubles your death rattles. You will sketchy into an illusionist. Which pulls a death rattle minion out of your deck and makes it cost four less for a four four copy. So you're pulling out the invincible or the uh or the mass reveler. Then you play the mass reveler and you pop it, and it goes to get a two two of minions left in your deck. It can't get the other mass reveler. You've already hit Scourge Illusionist twice, so you've drawn both of them. So that means it will hit either Krabatoa, which you double. Or Neptalon, which you double. So yesterday against Paladin, I had two 2-2 two, two Neptalons on play on turn five. I won that game. That doesn't seem fair. <laughs> I beat them. I beat them. They died. Damn it, Hat. I was just talking about how Death Rattle felt a little more fair, and at least I understand what's That's- happening. And then you're like, oh, but Joss, here's the actual rogue shit that you're totally missing because you're real dumb, and you just no. take stuff right off the top Stop of HS projecting replay. onto me. Do not make me responsible for your inner monologue. I have been trying to fight that. <laughs> it's the the infectious ghoul build, it will totally grind people out. Absolutely can do that. It can soak Astor Pinks. It can kill people. But it's, you know, sometimes you get silence whirlpooled or whatever, and then and then yeah. you're out of stuff. So it's just a question of do you want to go faster or slower? Do you want to play more burn? Or do you want to play like a specific pop-off combo? And I think they're both good ways to go. It is a more accessible rogue deck, and I like that a lot. Just it's a little too fast right now, and it's a little too hard to deal with. So I would be surprised if they didn't fix that a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Uh, What do you think about Shaman? A lot of people in chat room have been talking about evolving things. Um, I haven't seen very much Shaman. I've seen a lot of Paladin, uh, but not a lot of Shaman. So So have you? Well, you probably haven't because you're in... The upper echelons of priest rogue stone. <laughs> well, <it's, laughs> but. I'm not top 1k right now. I'm pushing towards it, but I am at the top 2k bracket, which is people that used to be in top 1k and want to play fun stuff. And so we're all just hanging out here um, and just waiting for <laughs> the rest of that to figure itself out. Um, so we're just just waiting for that to deal with it. But I'm playing a lot of stuff. If you look in, if you look at the classes right now. High Legend 
Demon Hunter with both, uh, mostly quest. Spellfell Rel is a good deck, but the quest deck, the amount of damage it can put out is unbelievable and very fast. Um, Boon or Bless Priest, and any number of rogues. Death Rattle is one of them. There are Miracle builds too. I think Miracle is actually a little overrated, but people really like playing it, and it feels gross when it wins. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of other classes that have things you can do and can win with that just aren't getting the same kind of marketing. Uh, Druid is talked about a lot, but it doesn't perform super well in High Legend right now. The other three are performing well in High Legend. But then, like, I've been killing people with Paladins. I sent you the Paladin deck, uh, the Pure Paladin deck, where there's a really clever build that Hunter Ace originated where you use Order in the Court in a Pure Paladin deck where the top end is Light Ray, Light Ray, Countess, Blood Crusader, the new 6-mana 5-5, five, five, where you, you the next Paladin you minion you play costs you life instead of health. So the goal here is to Order in the Court on turn 3, turn 2 on the coin if your hand is good enough, and then turn, whenever you have 6-mana, you play Blood Crusader, Countess, and then a couple Light Rays to go with it. And you have this crazy huge swing turn. And also, you happen to be a deck with a lot of Divine Shields. You're good against damage-based removal. You're really good against Demon Hunters because you get all these little bubbles. Uh, it's it's quite fun. I was unable to win with it. <laughs> but Hat keeps three telling me that this mythical thing... That's true. I got my through my Paladin quest and went, oh, this sucks. <laughs> and then moved on to Rogue, of all things. <laughs> hey, it's a fun Rogue deck. I'm glad you're enjoying it. But yeah, there are people in chat talking about Shaman. Evolve Shaman. Good deck. We see it in the stats that it's a good deck. If you go to Diamond Through Legend, last three days, it is the number three deck. Mm. Who's talking about it besides our chat, who are smart and handsome? Uh, it's <laughs> like the popularity in the last three days of Evolve You're breathtaking. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Keanu. Um, Evolve Shaman is less than 2% of the meta. It is the number three deck, last three days, Diamond Through Legend. Imp Warlock, 3.25% of the meta. Number one. Actual number one. Which is kind of wild. Like, I don't ever remember the best decks. And and they're not necessarily super tricksy decks either. Like, we've seen sometimes, like, the best decks have low play rates just because they're really hard to pilot and people are afraid of, of losing. <laughs> Naga Priest. So, like... Yeah, Naga, Naga Priest is a really good example. Not a lot of people played that deck because it was really complicated when it first came out. No, not a lot of people really knew how to pilot it properly. But then, like, when you're talking about Evolve Shaman, that's not a new archetype. Same with Imp Warlock. Not new. So people know how to do it, but they're doing other things instead. It's crazy. I feel like normally we should be looking at, like, 5 to 10% of the meta for the best deck in the format at that rank yeah it's and i want to make sure that i clarify something i think is really important this year the three sets have felt like they've had pretty even power levels in what they're bringing to the table and i think it's pretty unusual in a good way that for each expansion launch you can keep playing the deck you had built for the previous expansion for basically the entire set and you will probably do fine with the possible exception of adding free cards that they give you. Free legendaries they give you. You can add an Okani or Renathal or Denathrius or whatever, but they're all free. Um, mm -hmm. But you can play these decks. They remain competitive, and the new set doesn't necessarily power creep the old stuff, either in a class or total. A lot of the really good decks right now are from the last expansion, but also there are really good decks from this expansion, and that's been true 
basically the entire year. There's some there's some voyage decks that didn't make it, right? Sure. Four set versus six set meta, I expect that. I was going to say, yeah, that's still, yeah, four set, yeah. But a lot of the good Nathria decks are still good. And you can still play decks from each self-contained expansion and be competitive. And we end up with a lot of viable options. Now, if you look at the really, really high level, obviously that's going to be a narrower field because high level always is. But Boon Priest has one new card, just has Animate Dead. Everything else, the other 28 cards from the previous sets. Right? Miracle Rogue is mostly Nathria cards. Death Rattle Rogue, eh, that's more it's like it's a combination of the new stuff, the old stuff, but Sketchy and Snowfall mm-hmm. Graveyard are from Alterac. Yeah. So, Which Alterac has been forever ago now. A year. <laughs> well, I guess a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's a while. Um, I'm pretty impressed with how they were able to smooth out the power levels and still have the expansions feel pretty different. But that doesn't mean that we don't want things to change. And while I'm having a good time with this format and trying a bunch of different things, first of all, we haven't talked about Death Knight yet, which is probably a bad sign. Yeah. Uh, Even as you're like listing top 10 decks at every level and they were all different. I think you mentioned Blood Decay one time. (laughs) And uh, yeah. Blood Decay in the popularity graph. People want it to be good. Ah, okay. Want to play it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, DK, I mean, I, I said off the top when we were talking about events that I have been either re-rolling or avoiding the DK specific event quest because I'm just like, I really don't want to play it. Like, it feels that underpowered. And I'm really glad we are not looking at a second Demon Hunter. But I'm a little bit disappointed in how low the power level is because the design is so freaking cool. Like, I love the rune system. I I love the idea of them getting um like a, a build and spend mechanic in corpses. Like, I think the design space of the class is really interesting. I'm just a little underwhelmed at the power level. But they're like they are walking such a fine line between like no DKs and DKs everywhere. Like, I am not sure what you tweak, but I'm worried if they get over, like if they overcompensate and then we do have to make it through the next few months with a new Demon Hunter. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I like, I think the rune system does a lot of really good work for them. And I will say the runes, I've been pretty impressed by the execution there. I think the systems Mm -hmm. mostly get out of the way. And they just make it easy for you to comply and without making you do a bunch of work. And it is an interesting, compelling deck building challenge. I will also note, if I look closely at these win rate charts over the last three days, Frosty K is almost there. It is 49.9% at Legend, um, 49% win rate, Diamond through Legend. Which, there are- that is the one archetype I haven't tried. I tried Unholy Day 1 and that just crushed my spirit. And then I tried Blood yeah. Uh, and yeah, that was kind of okay. I tried blood basically just to do the, the quest in the event. And then I had it like a kind of okay, but mostly not great experience playing blood. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to go do something else that just works. <laughs> yeah. Blood, the game stay forever. Like, well, that's the thing. I think I had like a 25 minute game and I was like, I'm Ugh. not here for this. <laughs> no. I'm going to go play battlegrounds if I want to play that much Hearthstone. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you. Um, but if you look at if you look at the Frosty K builds on HS Replay over the last few days, there are a number of them well over fifty percent win rate. There's something here, right? But it's yeah. but it can be a little better. It can be a little better. 
And Unholy, as you said, just has not landed at all. People are yeah. barely even trying, and when they are, it's not really working. I definitely, like, I I was trying, and I felt like it had some potential. And at first, I thought that I was just running up against, like, direct counters to what I was trying to do. You and kind then of I was were, like, because you're running against Hearthstone decks. I kind of was. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> and then I was like, but wait, everyone can counter what I want to do. So every yeah. single time I queue a match, I'm queuing into the counter of my deck. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunate. <laughs> I want it to work, though. It was in theory crafting. It was the most fun that I had with DK was just that like floody style. Like they have some cool freaking cards. But uh, yeah, it's just, I guess, not quite there yet, which is too bad. Well, like it's interesting that Demon Hunter felt like a six set class in a four set meta and DK kind of feels like a four set class in a six set meta. It has a lot of really interesting general purpose cards, but there's not as much crazy synergy to kill people with outside of you can have some some banger frost turns like that feel pretty good. Yeah. Um, but Blood Decay is just trying to do the Control Warrior thing and like it's okay, but Control Warrior isn't very good right now either. So I don't yeah. know why this would be a better version of it. There are a couple of like standout cards, but the class itself just doesn't do anything that really aligns well with what the format's about at the moment so i expect the format to change what it's about yeah either before or after christmas where i think it'll mostly be pulling stuff back so dk feels in line um but i would imagine that they will still have to buff a couple things here and there i have no idea what i was they gonna do. say yeah then we might see them we might see some buffs as well like that i don't think yeah. that that's off the table the team has buffed a lot of things in the past so i mean at, at one point in time, <laughs> the, the Hearthstone team wouldn't buff a thing, but this is not that team. So, uh, no. yeah, I think uh, buffs are definitely on the table. Nerfs are on the table. Everything's on the table. The Christmas table. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. It's just coming at is some point. Around the holiday. I don't know. Explain. The Christmas table? I don't know. Like, Do you <laughs> the, have a table you bring it every year for Christmas? <laughs> well, I mean, you got to at least put the Leafs in. No? So you don't just... Keep them there all year because you don't want to deal with it. <laughs> well, we have a giant table anyways because we have a gaming table. So our table is uh, five by seven every day. <laughs> but <yeah>. still, <laughs> anyways, that's going to do it for us this week. If you did want to send in emails, I promise at some point we're going to get to an episode where we don't have a gajillion things to cover and we will take your emails. But you can send those over to tacpodcast at gmail.com. Tag us over on Twitter or send us messages over in the patron discord. Also, reminder to our epic patrons at patreon.com slash tack. First of all, thank you. But also, uh, do go over and check out the Patreon page. We're going to put a poll up there to find out what perks you guys want for being tack patrons. Uh, as we mentioned earlier on in the show, we are going completely ad free for everyone starting in the new year. So, uh, yeah, we want to know uh, what you guys want as Patreon perks. Please do let us know. Even if you aren't a tack patron, you can hit us up over on one of our other methods in order to let us know what would make you become a TAC patron if you aren't already. Very big thank you to our Patreon producers, Dustin C. and Jarrett F. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. You can follow us over on Twitter at TAC Podcast and catch us live normally Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern here on twitch.tv slash Joss Plays. Hat, where can folks find you? The hub of my content is over at twitter.com slash Ridiculous Hat, so that is the best place to keep up with my various goings on i have two other hearthstone podcasts for some reason uh 
Coinconceed. <laughs> Cora started that show. You can find that over at coinconceed.com. We make the competitive side of the game more accessible to you. And then Vicious Syndicate, we take a data-driven look at the high-level legend metagame over at viciousyndicate.com. Um, you know the classes that we talked about at Worlds? You're going to hear a lot about that over on the uh, on the Vicious Syndicate podcast. Joss, what about you? You can find me on Twitter and Twitch. I'm at Joss Plays. That's J-O-C-E Plays. Do check out Twitch this Friday, which is uh, tomorrow because today is Thursday because we're recording on a weird day and I keep forgetting what day of the week it is. Uh, but tomorrow we are going to be streaming uh, our holiday party for Sea of Thieves. We've got a couple of guests coming on with Ryan and I. We're going to play Sea of Thieves all night for Extra Life. Uh, we are going to be doing or I'm going to be doing some more Sea of Thieves streams because they also did enable drops for all Sea of Thieves streamers. So I'm going to do probably uh, one stream per set of drops uh, from now until the end of the year so that first of all you guys can get all the cool like frosty wintry clothing in Sea of Thieves but also we can support a great cause and get some more eyeballs on the Extra Life campaign. I think I'm about halfway to my goal. I've been not as able to stream as I normally am in this time of year. It's been a crazy couple of months. So uh, if you can, please do go to bit.ly slash TGI Extra Life 2022 and donate or at least spread the word and come and hang out tomorrow night uh, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern right here. Twitch.tv slash Plays. We're going to play some Sea of Thieves. We've got some great guests. And then, uh, yeah, I'm going to be streaming a few more times before uh, the new year. So the campaign is open till December 31st. We do support. We do appreciate everyone who has supported so far. Hat, do you have something else to say? Because you're giving me frowny face. <laughs> so Sea of Thieves, a pirate game, right? Yes, it is. So do those qualify as booty drops? <laughs> They do now. I'm going to have to make a button. <laughs> I wanted to say that while we were on the air. I want yeah, to talk about Just to make sure there's a record. <laughs> come by twitch.tv slash Plays for booty drops on Friday night. For the booty drops. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. You're going to get me in TOS trouble here, Hat. <laughs> it's fine. We're demonetizing it's anyway. <laughs> All right, guys. That does it for the Angry Chicken this week. Thanks for hanging out. Until next time. Job's done. Job's done.